Welcome to St. Mark's N4, a church in the heart of Finsbury Park. For more information, visit our website. We can also be found on social media too. We look forward to seeing you at one of our services really soon. This is such a well-known story. I guess if we were to ask some of the miracles of Jesus, I guess the feeding of the 5,000 that we looked at last week and Tyler spoke so well on last week would be one of those. And I guess this is also one that comes up quite a bit and is one of the popular miracles of Jesus. Peter getting out of the boat and walking as well to Jesus on the water. And we know that as he takes his eyes off the water, he begins to sink and calls out, Lord, save me. In the church I grew up in, I guess I heard more sermons about being saved and Jesus' capacity to save us uh, from sin and seek, sinking deep in sin. In fact, we used to sing a song, I was sinking deep in sin, sinking to rise no more, overwhelmed by guilt within, mercy I did implore. And it goes on to say, love lifted me. And it speaks of that story of lifting us into salvation from that. But I think if we just concentrate on those areas or some of the other things that we could think about. We were listening, uh, Lois and I have been away on um, a short retreat with the HTB network and somebody was saying about, uh, I think it was J. John, saying that Jesus uh, sent the disciples in the boat. It's not that they were outside of the will of God, but they encountered this storm doing what Jesus had said and how does that fit into our theology? So there are many things that we could learn from this story. But I want us to think about when Jesus said that we would be able to do even greater works than he did. When St. Paul says that he will do more than we ask or imagine, what does it mean to us to think about walking on water? Because I guess most of the sermons that I've ever heard about this that does address it talks about the metaphorical fact of walking on water, not the physical action of doing it. Is it possible to walk on water? Is it possible to walk on water? Yes. No. <laughs> By faith. Jesus did. And Peter did. So it must be possible. So I think a good starting place of understanding why it's possible is to go back to the creed and our belief and our understanding of who God is and who Jesus is. I, we don't usually say the creed in our context here. Perhaps we should do more often. But those words that express who we believe in, our faith is in a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that Jesus is God from God, light from light, true God from true God. It expresses the fact that we believe that God created everything and that he is the master of everything. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen goes on to say, we believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, and that 
Through him all things were made. And of course, you know your Bibles, I'm sure, as well as I do, that in Genesis, God said, let there be light, and there was light. God spoke, and it came into being. The power of his spoken word made the universe. (laughs) I'm so excited, I can't wait to see the photographs, the images that come back from this new telescope that's been launched. I mean, Hubble was just amazing, but they're saying we'll see even more of the astounding creation that God made by saying, let there be, and there was. says that we believe in both the seen and the unseen. The visible, the understandable, the stuff that we can comprehend. But it's also that invisible section that we can't comprehend, that we can't understand, that we can't see. In fact, Paul in Ephesians says that we're to put on the armor of God Because our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That's a whole level that we cannot physically see, and we can only understand and comprehend spiritually. In other words, there are realms of operation around us that we cannot perceive with our human senses. I was reading a quote this morning. (laughs) I love, I just love how it comes to a day like today and I open my Bible first thing in the morning and the comment on what I was reading said this, the seemingly impossible can be accomplished through a simple faith in the Lord's words. The life of faith implies the complete abandonment of every other security. We must get out of the ship of earthly wisdom unto unto heavenly understanding. Jesus is not fully trusted until our hands are off the ship and all earthly crutches and looking unto him only. See, we as Christians, have access to understanding beyond the works and the laws of physics that control this universe. Because we know the maker, and the maker has access to a higher level than just the laws of physics. In a few moments, I want to show you a a short clip a video. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> uh, it's it's a, a video about what I used to do. Uh, it's a video of a machine um, that, uh, in this instance, is putting pasta into a bag, but we used to do rice into a bag, uh, about 120 bags a minute. And uh, I want to show you a little clip of, of, of how we do that. Um, so hopefully there's a video uh, that's ready to play. So this is um, uh, putting 
this is putting pasta into a bag. We take a reel of film. It's just a big, flat reel of film. And it goes through a, a balancing process to make sure it can flow nicely. It's formed into a tube. We seal the back. We seal the bottom. We fill it with product. We seal the top, cut it off. Then we drop it into a series of pockets. Uh, and you can see that they're nice and tall at the moment, but we want it to be a nice square block. So the next thing that will happen is we, um, we begin to squeeze air out of it in a minute. You'll see in a minute we will squeeze air out of it. There we go, squeezing the air out. And then uh, one of the next sections is to... Um, what it will do next is cut the excess off the top and there will be two pins that pull up and the top bit gets sucked away. I love this sort of kit. You're probably bored by it. There you go, the top gets cut off and sucked away. Uh, and then there's a very complicated little method in a minute you'll see of folding the top of the bag over and making that neat fold and then folding the whole thing over so it becomes a block top bag. That's doing that at about 100, they reckon about 160 a minute at the moment. So then we're putting a label on uh, just put down the top, keep the top down, that when you open the bag, you can then use that label to reseal the bag as long as you don't split it and tear it all the way down. And there we are, finished product coming out at the end. Great. So uh, hopefully that will go to a blank screen in a moment. Great, great machines made in Germany are fantastic. I love them. But to operate them, uh, there's a control panel. Uh, and it's actually the control panel, it's a computer in itself. That machine in particular takes about three or four computers to run it. Um, the one that we had, were, were, they were running on four computers, uh, more or less identical to that. So if you could just put the next screen up, please, next. So they have a control panel uh, that looks a bit like that. And uh, you've got the start and stop buttons, but you've got information on the screen. And uh, to operate the machine, that's great, thank you, you can take that away. Um, to operate the machine, what you need to do is the first thing it will ask you to do is enter a code. And you have to put in a code in order to get to start and stop the machine. Uh, in other words, it stops people who are unauthorized going up to the machine and doing anything with it. The first code that you're given would be as uh, maybe a trainee operator or as a low-skill operator. And that gives you access to level one. But in level one, you can only do certain things. If you want to do a bit more, you need to have some more training. And then you're given a different code, and it takes you to level two. And you enter that code, and there are far more parameters that you can uh, adjust and you can change. But then if you want to have somebody to look at the machine to do a little bit more with it, because maybe they need to fix something that's not quite right, uh, there's uh, what I call a fitter level, so a, a mechanical or electrical fitter. So they'd have level three. And with that, you can do a little bit more. And actually, you can make the machine do things that under normal operation, you, you can't. You can maybe make a section just cycle by itself. But then maybe there's further problems with the machine, and you need to investigate and find out a little bit more technically what's going on and maybe to look at some of the 
the uh, readings that the machine has of itself and look into the computer part of it and see also what's happening. So then there's a technician's level, uh, engineer's sort of level that you can go into. Uh, and then there's another level, which is the really technical level, where uh, you can actually decide if a section of the machine is switched on or off. And in that information section, in that section, you can find out much more information. In fact, what happened on one occasion, I got a phone call probably about four o'clock in the morning saying the machine has stopped and it won't work. And um, I asked whether or not it was urgent and they said, no, you can, we can wait until sort of half past seven in the morning and you can come and sort it out then. So I went in and I went to the operator and I asked him what had happened and he said, well, nothing, I was just operating the machine and then it all just stopped and that was it. So I sent him off to get a cup of tea and I accessed at this topper, this higher level. And when he came back, I said something like this. I said, at 4.38 and 10 seconds, you accessed this, you did this, you did this, you switched that off, and then you logged out and logged back in as your operator. And his jaw dropped. <laughs> because I knew when he'd logged in, what code he'd logged in under, what actions he'd taken, and I had information that under normal circumstances is not accessible to any standard operator. There's one other level, the top level, and level six is only a code that the machine manufacturers have and maybe the owner of the machine have. And at that level, you're able to do all sorts of things that you can't at any other level. In fact, you can say to the machine that this part of it doesn't exist. Or you could say, actually, this machine is now capable of doing this. And you can switch on a whole different functionality of the machine. We have been given access to a higher level than just our human comprehension of what goes on in the world. We have been given access to information that to people who are not Christians is hidden from view. The Bible calls it words of, words of knowledge, where we can supernaturally know things that are revealed to us by God about some body or a situation. We can be and receive prophetic words because we have access to a higher level of understanding than just the laws of physics. And why is it possible for a human being to walk on water like Peter? The closer we come to God, the more we understand the higher, as it were, level that we can understand that faith allows us to do. Ellen Davis says this, Christians believe that through faith we can affect changes in the material world and as Romans 4.17 says, 
call the things that are not as if they are. We also know that the words and intent behind them have such incredible power that the Bible tells us life and death are in the power of the tongue. May I remind you that God said, let there be light, and there was light. May I remind you that Jesus said to Lazarus, a dead person, come forth, and he came forth. Jesus said to a little girl who was dead and had people laughing at him when he said, she's just sleeping. And he said, little girl, get up. And she got up. Can I remind you that Philip was talking to an Ethiopian eunuch. The Ethiopian got baptized. And Philip was transported to another place miraculously. They think that Star Trek invented the transporter. God is able to transport us from one location to another miraculously. It happened to Philip. What about people discovering that they could get healed as Peter walked past them and his shadow fell on them? Or that Peter and later Paul and Silas are in prison and steel shackles fall off, that doors open and you can walk free. Or that Paul's aprons sent to somebody could bring healing. We have access. Peter says, his divine power has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. Through him who called us by his own glory and goodness. His divine power. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. See, it's not our power. It's his divine power in us, transforming us. Is it possible to do the impossible? To see miracles? To do what Jesus did? Is it possible? Is it possible? You have the access code. We have the access code. Yes. We can.
as we build our faith, both individually and corporately. I said as we were praying earlier before the service, don't take my word for this. Go to God's word and see what God's word says. See if it says, or if I'm making it up, that in Ephesians, Paul says that he will do more than we ask or imagine according to his power that's at work within us. Have a look in your Bible and see if Jesus said in your Bible, believe in me because of the works I do and you will do even greater works than these. Go and see if you can find where it says that your words have the power of life and death. Get stuck into your Bibles and see what Jesus says about doing the miraculous and build your faith so that we don't become just a people who give intellectual assent to the creed and to what it says in God's word, but are those who are active participants in the work Jesus calls us to do to see transformation of hearts and lives because we have access to his divine power living in us. What do you think it would look like if you could truly realize his divine power in you? All of his godliness in you. In fact, the end of that passage in Ephesians, I'm going off my notes, the end of that passage in Ephesians says that he is able to do more than we ask or imagine according to his power at work within us and that we may be filled to the full measure of all the fullness of God. What would it look like for you to be filled with all the fullness of God and if you were filled with all the fullness of God, what do you think you could do? Obviously not a lot. <laughs> It's a challenge to me. And I think the way that we're going to find it is not just talking about it here in church, but it's about being out on the streets and having the courage when we see somebody, maybe with a broken arm or suffering in some sort of way, to be able to say to them, can I pray for you? Would you mind if I asked for your healing? Let's take steps of faith to build our faith so that I believe that we might do and see the miraculous. And there's, at Soul Survivor, they, they have a, a series which is called Supernaturally, Naturally Supernatural. We should all be naturally supernatural. Allowing God's spirit to fill us and transform us. Jesus calls Peter and Peter walks on water. He takes his eyes off Jesus and begins to sink. But then Jesus reaches out of a, out a hand. So in the closing part of that story... Again, a commentary that I was reading says this. Peter now walks with Jesus, saved from fear, where before he feared and sank. 
His walking to Jesus was a testing time, but his walking with him is now calm and peaceful. The wind is still boisterous as ever, but Peter fears no evil, for the Lord is with him. And then Jesus steps into the ship and the wind ceased. Peter experienced the near presence of Jesus, which is the secret of a triumphant, miraculous Christian life. Let's walk with Jesus. Let's be filled with his spirit. And let's live the miraculous, triumphant Christian life. May we pray.